0: Who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday, a very important Wednesday. And before we get started with the broadcast here, I want to just make a mention. Tonight, 6 p.m., on Real America's Voice, my normal slot for the show that I do with Amanda Head. Just the news, not noise. We're going to preempt the regular programming for a special report on the open border. What are the consequences? What are the statistics? What are the human cost and toll of the Biden policies on immigration? And what are the solutions? And the message that you're going to learn when you hear from former Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf and Congressman Troy Nels, who is going to join us tomorrow on the podcast some of the candidates in the field, like Blake Masters that are running on this, some of the security experts that track terrorism is not only is there a consequence, not only has every state become a border state because the immigration problem has migrated to all 50 states in the form of crime and deadly fentanyl in safety net explosive cost growth. There is an absolute belief among all the experts, among all the frontline peoples, particularly after Myra Flores' remarkable victory in an all-150-year-old Democratic House district in Texas. Remember, she won that seat, first Republican to do it. That, the open border, is on the ballot in this election, that the midterm elections are going to turn on three things. One, the economy, inflation, gas prices, all the things are there. Two, the soaring crime in America's cities that are making most Americans feel unsafe. And by the way, that crime is migrating to suburbs and even rural areas. And then three, the open border has created an insecurity in America, a lack of security like we've not seen in decades. And I think that when you watch the special tonight, open borders on the ballot 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Real America's Voice. You're going to get some of the most important voices in the space talking about this. It's a really great show. I was so excited to have the conversation with so many amazing experts. And we give you real facts. Here are some facts. 2.1 million illegal migrants have been encountered, meaning we know they crossed. Another 20 to 40% were undetected. They're called gotaways, which is somewhere between 500,000 and a million more gotaways. 800 migrants have died crossing the border, the most lethal year in American history for migration. 80 plus, some people believe it's closer to 90 now, terrorists coming across the border and being interacted. How many didn't get detected because they went through the gaps in the security system? All those statistics are there. 107,000 Americans died from fentanyl that shipped across the border, compliments of the drug cartels and the Chinese suppliers who make the precursor ingredients that the cartels use to put that poison into our country, into our children, teenagers, and young adults' bodies where they are poisoned and killed. Really remarkable stuff. Some pretty dramatic stories being told on air. The Border Patrol Union President, Brandon Judd, comes on. Pretty remarkable things that the frontline border agents, border patrol agents are experiencing and witnessing every day. You don't want to miss that. Show tonight. It's going to be a really great show. All right. Well, we've got a great show for you here on the podcast today. Two extraordinary guests. We're going to take some moments. I know Florida, our prayers and thoughts are with everybody down in Florida. We want everybody to be safe. Ron DeSantis is preparing the state. We're going to see how it fares and what could be one of the largest and most powerful hurricanes ever to hit the United States. Large in size. Vicious in wind, 150 plus mile per hour winds, soaking rains. Tampa looks to be one of the bullseyes for this extraordinarily powerful and deadly storm. So we're praying and thinking good thoughts for all of our friends in Florida. If you're in Florida, by all means today, please take shelter. Be safe. Don't take any risks. We will get through this together as we always do in America. We come together in moments of triumph and tragedy and in destruction and in natural disaster. I know all of our Thoughts and prayers are going down to the great residents of one of my favorite states and one of the freest states in the country, the great state of Florida. That said, we've got a really great show today, and that starts off with a tour through Eastern Europe. What is going on in the Russia-Ukraine war? Sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline that feeds Russian oil to Europe. A lot of finger pointing going on. Most of the experts I talk to think that it's Putin sabotaging his own pipeline to create some goodwill from inside his country to create a boogeyman in the West. But there are also ruminations that maybe it was the United States or another Western power. We've got the perfect guest to handicap what's going on there, what the intelligence is saying, what the outcome of this incredibly growing crisis is going to be. The former chief of staff to the National Security Council, one of the great analysts prior to that, for the Central Intelligence Agency, one of the best security intelligence experts in the world. Fred Flights in the house, he's gonna be first up on the show today. And then we're gonna go and take a little bit of look at the economy because from these issues in Eastern Europe, the energy crisis, the food crisis, both of those have some roots in the Ukraine-Russia war, but also other crises here in America. We just had one of the lowest crop yields in recent history of America, which means food supplies, the next 18 months are going to be diminished. Prices are going to go up more. They're already up 11%. Some people think it could get to the 15 to 20% annualized growth in cost. That's a scary thing. Well, one of the best experts, one of the people we've had on the show multiple times, who's called every twist and turn of the economy right from inflation wasn't transitory to interest rates are going to have to go up a large amount, not small incremental gains, to we're going to have a food crisis, gas prices are going to be up, Well, he's called every one of them, the hard landing that's about to be unfolding in front of our eyes to the economy. Philip Patrick, one of the precious metal experts and economic experts at our good partner, Birch Gold Group, he's going to join us. We're going to do our monthly update on the state of the American and the global economy. Some pretty big things going on with the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, with the stock market now in bear territory, now minus 20% plus. We're going to cover all of that in a really great segment with our good friend, Philip Patrick. So that's the show today. Don't forget the TV special on the border tonight, Real America's Voice, 6 p.m. Eastern time on channel 219 on the Dish Satellite Network, channel 240 on the Pluto Network, and on all of the platforms where you get Just the News, including the Just the News app, the Real America's Voice app, the Roku app, lots of different apps where you can get Real America's Voice and this special Open borders on the ballot. Check it out tonight. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, one of the country's best security experts, Fred Flights, right after the commercial break. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors, particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, Hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Hey, folks. It's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. At the top of the show, we were talking about the perilous moment that Europe and the United States finds itself in as this Ukraine-Russia war enters its seventh month. And the Nord Stream Pipeline warning for Americans to come home for Russia, raising a lot of concerns. I want to turn to someone I trust more than anyone else when it comes to intelligence matters. One of the country's premier security intelligence experts, former chief of staff to the National Security Council before that. One of the great analysts inside the CIA, Fred Flights, our good friend. Fred, great to have you back on the show. Hey, John. Good to be here. Give us your top line. The last 24 hours seem to have a lot of ominous signs coming from Russia. First, the alleged sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline, followed by an all-call from Americans to leave Russia as quickly as possible from our State Department. What do you see happening here? Well, concerning the
1: pipeline, this would have had to be done by a a, a, a nation-state. These pipelines are 200 to 300 feet uh, below water. Frogmen can only operate at about 20 feet. They're in heavy steel surrounded by concrete, so a submersible would have to be uh used to do this a number of nations are capable of doing that you may know that tucker carlson said at length last night he thinks the united states did it i i I know that biden has made noises like that that he he he, like he might take it out i frankly don't think he has the backbone to order a covert action to do that i think it was probably putin but if it was united states if biden did order this that was a covert action that has to be reported to congress and I think that action would be extremely difficult to justify. So I also think that evidence of it would leak. My guess is that Putin did it, but I, I am hoping Congress will be asking questions.
0: Yeah, it's important that we get us understanding of it. So if Putin did it, it would be to create a pretext that the West is attacking Russia, try to prop up himself in his own country as a victim, because he's beginning to lose some of the public support. Is that the right read of how to look at it if he's the saboteur of his own pipeline? That sounds
1: likely. Uh, I mean, and I mean, this is not a a man who's I don't want to say he's not a rational actor, but he certainly doesn't think like you and I would or the way Western leaders would. And it, it seems to be the kind of thing Putin would order. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting. If it were the United States, one of the things I've heard in talking to some energy experts was this could actually worsen the scenario for the rest of our allies in Europe, further tighten the energy supply. Would the U S take that risk? I, you talk about Biden being very tentative, which I think everybody agrees after seeing the first 20 months of his presidency. But there's also the added thing that it could tighten up already very difficult energy supplies.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would, it would do severe damage to the economies. And 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 the livelihoods of, of European citizens. And you know, what if what if thro- Putin is overthrown and we have a government in Russia that we can deal with? How long will it take to to rebuild this pipeline if it was blown up in three places? I think it would be a, an extremely irresponsible thing for the United States or European power to do. And I I don't think that's what
0: happened. Yeah, myself either. From the people I've talked to, a lot of people have that same assessment as you, Fred. And that's no surprise because you're always on the top end of these things. You know what's going on. The second part, why today the panic? Why the State Department call to get Americans out of there? They say it's because, hey, if you're a dual citizen, you might get recruited to the army. There's a very few number of people that fall into that category. What do you think is really going on there?
1: I don't know why this didn't take place months ago. Obviously, the situation for Americans in Russia has become increasingly perilous. Uh, I understand there's some concern that uh um, you know, dual, dual nationals might be uh, forcibly conscripted into the Russian army. I guess there's some truth to that. I think Russia's becoming much more unstable now. There also was advice that Americans should stay away from these protests. I think that goes without saying, but frankly, if you have any sense and you're American citizen, you would have left Russia a long
0: time ago. Yeah, that's a really great point the arc of this war. It's in a moment where Russia seems to have been backed into a corner by its own failures in the war. Ukraine is starting to take some initiative, though Ukraine also is acutely aware that Russia has a lot more resources it could apply. Where does this head as we head into the winter?
1: I'm worried that there's been so many miscalculations with this war. Putin obviously made them about the 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 capabilities of his military, that of the Ukrainians. Uh, Biden has made tons of them. I don't want to get it into them here. What worries me now is that Biden is miscalculating how far he can push Putin. I worry when a megalomaniac with the largest nuclear arsenal on Earth threatens to use nuclear weapons. And I worry that there's a certain amount of support that could push him over the edge. You know, they're talking right now of giving Ukraine tanks and F-16s. When will Putin say, well, I'm at war with NATO or this is a proxy war? I, I worry that we're approaching that point. And this administration has no concept of that, that they have to find a way to de-escalate, not keep turning the rhetoric up on Putin and assume the only outcome is that Putin will be defeated or will be overthrown.
0: Yeah, that really is. This morning, former President Donald Trump basically said, hey, this is the time to find an off-ramp. This is the time to get to negotiation because they we're at a tender, dry moment where one spark could really take it to a different direction. First off, do you agree with the assessment, look for an offer and look for a negotiated settlement now?
1: Absolutely. And I've been saying that on your show repeatedly. I don't want to see you, I want to see the Ukrainians win. And I, I don't like that idea, but you know, I think the likelihood, the likely outcome is a long war of attrition in which Ukraine's infrastructure gets destroyed by Russian missiles. That's not a win. And then there's a possibility of nuclear weapons. We need to end the fighting. We need some type of ceasefire, uh, and, and I, even though it's going to be hard on on the Ukrainians, but I I don't think there's any serious effort by the U.S. Or European states to push
0: in that direction. Yeah, it's remarkable given at what that stake. There doesn't seem to be a leader that understands you can make a negotiated settlement that shows strength. Right. I think a lot of people are viewing a negotiated settlement as a sign of weakness, capitulating to Putin. Is there anyone on the horizon, any leaders in Europe or elsewhere that you think could step into this void and tip the balance of the discussion?
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Macron will have more influence. Um, you know, I'm, I think it's interesting that China and India are backing away from the Russians ever so slightly, but they're, they're calling for a negotiated settlement. So, But I'm afraid I don't see any grand um, Statesman who could step in there and make a real difference.
0: Yeah, it is a really extraordinary moment to think that we don't have the type of leader that, in a moment when the world's calling for it, I want to go a little bit to the west of Russia. When you look at what happened in Italy just a little bit ago, Maloney winning in Italy. Now there's a lot of this silliness that she's a fascist, whatever, but. It's, I think, a growing sign that many of the countries in the European Union are tiring of the elitist EU approach to things. Is Italy a bellwether, given what happened with trust, given what's happened in Hungary and Poland, that maybe the liberals have worn out their welcome in the European Union?
1: Well, uh, uh, she she gave, uh, Leone gave a speech recently in which uh, she protested that there's a new european union rule than in communication italy has with the european union can't use the word christmas <laughs> Yes. yeah I, I just love that that sort of epitomizes what you just said you know the, the people of the world are tired of elitist and political correctness and critical race theory and and all the other nonsense that the left is throwing at us that's just one tiny symptom of of what this new italian leader is going to be facing it's what we're facing here so, uh, I I, I mean, I, I'm optimistic. You know, we see Italian governments come and go. We don't know how long this will last, but I'm rooting for her.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting person. And there's been a lot of extraordinary biased coverage in the U.S. media. I mean, comparing her to Mussolini, I mean, major networks are calling her a far right leader. When you look at her agenda, it looks like what's in the Republican National Committee platform and in the Conservative Party platform How does the media get away with it? And two, I mean, do you see any signs that she's a far-right leader, a Mussolini-type leader? She's anti-Putin.
1: She's kicked out anybody who has been in any way supportive of the far-right or or, or fascists. And if we're going to say, well, some, some fragment of her organization has ties to Mussolini, well, let's throw out the Democratic Party. They used to support slavery. I mean, we could play this game in many different ways. I mean who who fought against human, uh, against the civil rights legislation in, in the 1960s who got it through the Republicans got it through we're going to play that game what people did decades ago who are in no way related to these current people on on the scene uh it's it's ridiculous her, her her agenda has nothing to do with fascism or the far right but it is politically incorrect and it's challenging the orthodoxy of of the left which I think uh, most people around the world are rejecting.
0: It's so funny. I don't think the elitists in the media space realize how silly they look to everyday Americans. They actually think they're fooling the American people. American people are so much smarter. They're seeing what's going on in this media coverage. And my guess is it's going to become with a bigger and bigger repudiation. Moving to Iran, where you have been such an important voice, it seems like we're almost at a moment as we were in the summer of 2009 with the Green Revolution. Is Biden doing enough to support and embrace the freedom fighters on the ground in Iran, who, by the way, are being led by women right now?
1: He's better, but it's still far short of what he should be doing. I mean, Obama was terrible in 2009. He didn't criticize the Iranian regime at all. It was the French who spoke out. But, you know, Biden made a one short passing reference in his General Assembly speech. Uh, to, to the killing of that woman who would not wear uh, the headscarf properly. Uh, you know, there should have been a, a, a very strong comment condemning the Iranian regime for that. And there wasn't because like Biden and his, his senior officials are still trying to split the difference. They want that nuclear deal. So they're trying to criticize the Iranian government as little they can get away with because they want to negotiate this sellout on Iran's nuclear program.
0: Yeah, such an amazing moment, especially after a moment where a young woman is killed, right, beaten to death just because she showed some of her hair. And you would think all of the forces of the Me Too movement on the left, all of the forces of human rights and civil liberties that are spoken all the time, that they would embrace this so much more. It seems very tentative. And I guess at the end of the day, the goal of getting that nuclear deal which seems impossibly elusive at this point is overshadowing the opportunity to embrace this with a good push from the west if the west all dug in and said you know what we're going to get behind this is the regime toppable at this moment in iran with all of its economic problems
1: well i'm happy about the Starlink system that uh, uh musk is trying to put in that will allow the irani people to communicate with each other that the software and equipment has to get into the country on the ground so they can use this. we got to call off this nuclear deal. Iran will get $1 trillion by 2030 in sanctions relief. That money is going to go to the security services. That will help this, this backward theocratic regime crack down on the people even more. And there's been all kinds of concessions that, that, that Iran has already received since Bi- uh, Biden came into office. Get rid of this deal. Increase the sanctions. Ostracize Iran.
0: Yeah, that's such an easy and smart and consistent path for doing. It'll be very interesting. I guess the State Department deserves a little credit because they signed off on the Starlink move, which I guess is a move in the right direction. I guess we'll have to see if they build on it.
1: I give him credit for that. Biden is better. I don't. I. I'm not going to dispute that. But he's far short of where he should be in speaking out against the atrocities taking place in Iran right now.
0: Yeah, no, there's no doubt. There's a, a lot of room for improvement when you look at the statements thus far. One last one. Turning to China, there is a enormous amount of economic unrest. The bets that China made, particularly in the commercial real estate market, seems to have really weakened the country's economy. There's some suggestions that maybe there's a growing dissatisfaction. she. what do you think is the actual dynamic going on in China. It seems like she has an awful lot of power consolidated, so it's hard to imagine someone pushing them over. But there seems to be an interesting dynamic going on in China right now that may be beneficial to the West.
1: Yeah, we're trying to figure out what's going on. Why has she not been seen in public? Why have there been so many military vehicles going to Beijing? Why were so many uh, airline flights shut down coming in and out of China? Was there a coup? Now, I'm, I heard from some reliable people, including Gordon Chang, there wasn't a coup, but something's going on. Uh, is this a purge by Xi, a people who might challenge him? We don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping we'll get some, some clarity on that right now.
0: Yeah, it seems like a very important time. The world is in a remarkable moment of crisis. Russia, China, Iran, we look at all of these, and then the energy crisis in the fall. As we head into the winter, has the United States and the West done enough to bulk up the energy supply to Europe, or is this going to be extraordinarily, now adding the, the pipeline problem, extraordinarily difficult and deadly winter for people in Eastern Europe?
1: I, I think the U.S. has done what it could, uh, but there's there's you can only ship so much natural gas and store so much natural gas.
0: Uh, there's going to be a lot of pain in, in Europe this winter. That's a reminder that green energy policies can be deadly energy policies if they're not executed the right way, if the cart gets ahead of the horse, and it seems that that's what's happened in Europe. Any other places that you have your eye on right now? North Korea seems like it's been acting badly lately again. Any other hot spots that we all should keep our radar open on?
1: Well, North Korea tested another missile. They're still trying to excavate their underground nuclear test site. And I really think that uh, President Biden should have talked about that in his General Assembly speech. You know, the vice president is going to the DMZ on the Korean Peninsula this week, which he's not going to meet with North Korean officials, which is probably a good thing because we don't need any gaps with the North Koreans right now. But there's been no high level engagement with North Korea. It insults them. And it is encouraging them to continue to develop the weapons of mass destruction. It is just one symptom of, of this foreign policy, which probably is the worst we've seen
0: in American history. Yeah, no, it really is that people are really concerned around the world. Our allies, it's funny when you have private conversations with the allies, they're like, man, we're, we're, we don't know whether we can trust the U.S. We don't really know where the U.S. stands on a lot of these issues because they're equivocating. What a remarkable statement to hear from the world. Well, one thing we know, Fred, you never equivocate. You always have a clear view of what's going on. And we're so grateful to get this important update at such a perilous moment in world history thanks so much for joining us today good to be here john thanks folks we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back have a quick look at the economy with our good friend philip patrick right after this folks factors delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy wherever tomorrow takes you be ready with pre-prepared chef crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door That's uh, the code JustNews50 at Factormeals.com. One more time, Factormeals.com slash JustNews50. Use the JustNews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. All right, from all the crises in Europe, let's talk about the crises now in the American economy. Joining me right now, my great friend, Philip Patrick from Birch Gold Group, one of the real economic experts I love bringing on this show. Philip, great to have you back on.
2: Thank you so much for having me as always, John. It's uh, it's an honor.
0: Well, we enjoy this conversation and we get right to brass tacks on the economy, which is what we need because there's a lot of double speak in Washington right now. Stock market hit bear just like you predicted it would. Lowest point for the year. I think people are pretty demoralized on the market that this economy is headed for that hard landing you were talking about months ago
2: yeah it's 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 very tough right now you know we're seeing a, a sea of red seemingly every day. There was a very small rally today, but generally speaking it's just been significant downside and Quite frankly, I think it's just based on the fact that the Fed has now taken the punch bowl away and Wall Street I think, and this is the big shift, Wall Street really think they mean it this time. So at least for now, and I don't think forever, but at least for now, we're seeing the end of quantitative easing and in easy money, and we're transitioning to tighter money. And it's going to get quite a bit worse, I think. Let's not forget, the federal funds rate is still at 3%, which is cons. It's low, right? It's considered the high end of expansive. So money today, I think, is still too easy for the Fed to be able to counter inflation. The long-term average interest rate's about 4.6%, and that's considered neutral. So we're way below that today. There's something that uh, the Fed use. It's called the Taylor Rule. And it's basically a calculation. It tells them where interest rates should be in the current climate. The Taylor Rule today is suggesting Between six and seven percent. Now, I don't think that's going to happen very soon. The Fed is clearly happy to dismiss the Taylor rule today in favor of micromanaging the economy with frequent interventions. And it's an attempt, I think, to engineer a soft landing for the markets and bring them back down to earth gently, uh, as opposed to just you know, an overnight crash. But the problem is, by raising rates in small steps, they've given the markets a break. But it's at the expense of everyday Americans, because, of course, that means inflation will be higher for longer. So look, ultimately, we're just seeing the air leaking out of the asset bubble, slower than it could be, but still too fast for Wall Street.
0: Yeah, it's pretty remarkable to see. And this was all avoidable. I mean, a year and a half ago, we were talking about if the Fed had been more aggressive back then. We would have put the brakes on before this got to the runaway point that it is now. The slow reduction of inflation, it seems like gas and oil prices started going up in the last week or 10 days. So that relief is done. Food prices seem to be just spiraling into scary territory. And the UN just said, hey, it's going to be a catastrophe next year. Food supplies globally are going to be catastrophically low. The next six months to a year, when you look at this arc, food and energy are not going to let up on the inflation front, are they?
2: It doesn't look that way at all. We're not really getting a reprieve. You're absolutely correct. Food prices have gone ballistic. We've seen the highest 12-month surge since 1979. Again... you know, short-term reprieve on energy prices, but they're creeping back up. There's so many different areas that are fueling inflation, it's almost impossible to get a grip on. We've got the war in Russia and Ukraine. We've got monetary policy here in the United States. It's just a broad array of issues, and it's going to be very, very difficult to get on top of. So I think the, the UN was spot on. I think things will get a lot worse before they start to get better. So everyone needs to be prepared to weather the storm, I think.
0: Yeah, I want to get to the weathering part because that's the part that we have control over. All these other factors, we're at the mercy of the Fed and the global markets, but we're going to have a lot of things we can grab our own flight stick with. But before we do that, I want to just take a quick look at when you see the fundamentals of the economy. All right, we knew that the stock market was highly overvalued. We're going to see a slow correction on that we see inflation has gotten up to 1979 levels that's going to be a long process bringing it down the job market what do you see tightness in the job market seems as though that's only going to exacerbate inflation even as we're slowing the economy down any relief on that front
2: look right now uh imp- unemployment is low and and you're absolutely right as good as that is in normal times when you're dealing with inflation it's actually a problem right because the more money people have to spend and pump through the economy it's just going to fuel inflation my concern is though that you know low unemployment i don't think is here to stay a lot of it's been driven by high inflation, right? People are, are realizing their monthly bills are going up. Those that had planned for retirement and now having to stay and work, work longer to fuel, you know, rising costs. And of course, a lot of jobs were created after COVID. Lockdowns were lifted, people staffed up in anticipation of boom. I think as that is not realized, we'll see a lot of those jobs start to disappear. Let's not forget when rates go up, I think unemployment will start to increase as well. So um, yeah, uh, tough times there.
0: It's interesting to look at Jerome Powell because the Jerome Powell of the last six or eight weeks could have debated the Jerome Powell of the summer of 2021. I remember the old movie Kramer versus Kramer. We were growing up. was a movie about divorce, but literally it was Powell versus Powell. You literally heard an extraordinarily different Jerome Powell. It was transitory a year ago. We're not in danger of recession. Jerome Powell, the last couple of weeks, we're in for a painful period Which Jerome Powell is more believable? How did he go from being so wrong to now being the the dark arbiter of uh, bad news?
2: Listen, I think Joe, Jerome Powell's been a little bit political. I, I think he was trying to sweep the problems under the carpet, hoping, praying the Fed would get a handle on them. Uh, you know, as we've said before, after 10 years of telling the American people, uh, 10 years, sorry, 10 months of telling the American people something's transitory, by definition it isn't. Um, the Jerome Powell we're dealing with today is, is, is the one we need to listen to, right? He, I think, fully understands the problem now. They understand and I think the Fed know that they reacted too late and have compounded the issue so now it's a case of getting the job done and that was the big pivot right I think Wall Street you know at the beginning of the year they felt that the Fed were talking tough but I think Wall Street there was a belief that the Fed would capitulate they'd lower rates they wouldn't be as aggressive I think that's now dissipating which is why the markets are reacting as they are so it's this Jerome Powell we need to listen to for the first time in a while he's telling it as it is, Americans have to expect pain in getting these these, these problems uh, or getting a handle on these problems, I should say.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting because everything you predict, I go I went back to eighteen months ago looking when we first started talking Every path that you mentioned could be a possibility has come true. Now people are saying, all right, the government let me down. The markets let me down. My retirement has shrunk. My investments have shrunk. What can I do to weather the next? Because this is really about a two-year cycle now of correction. I think most people think it's two years. What do you think the best thing we can do to take things in our own hands and start to mitigate our losses and try to get back on a winning path?
2: Look, um, Look at history, right? History doesn't tell us exactly what's coming in the future, but it's a very good indicator of what to expect. The last climate that, you know, the most similar climate to this that I can remember was the 1970s, right? That was 70s to 80s. It was a period of stagflation, right? stunted economic growth, coupled with rising inflation. And it was a very tough climate because essentially stocks and housing went down for almost 10 years straight. And at the same time, inflation was burning in the background. So it was a tough climate. Now, we had more options back then than we had today. At least in the 1970s, you could put cash in the bank and you'd get 15% interest on it annually. We don't even have that today. So it's about finding an asset that can keep pace with the inflation that we're seeing. It's about an asset that can hold firm, hold value during periods of market correction. And today, given the lack of options, precious metals are not only one of the most effective, but also one of the only ways to achieve that today. And in fact, if we look at the past from the 70s to 80s, in that last period of stagflation, gold grew almost 10 fold now you know that's not why you buy it but i think in climates like this to preserve to hedge one's exposure precious metals are about the best way to do it
0: yeah there's no doubt they're consistently overperforming the rest of the economy right now and they give you that sort of hedge that I've looked around. I mean, am looking for any possible hedge. There's just no hedges out there except for precious metals right now. It, it's such a clear path. You guys at Birch Gold are the experts. I trust you more than anyone to do these sort of things. And one of the things I've been worried about, I've been watching my 401k and IRA shrink over the last year. Like, oh, I got to diversify. You have an incredible pathway for diversifying and putting. And I didn't know this until I met you guys. You can actually put gold into your tax-free retirement 401k and turn it into an IRA. Tell us the best way to do that and how we can find out the information to get started.
2: Absolutely. So, uh, you know, you're you're absolutely correct clearly defined uh, U.S. tax code allows U.S. individuals to place physical precious metals within an IRA. It's as simple as contacting us at Birch. We have a a very informative guide that's there to give everyone the basics. And of course, there are a lot of account managers at the firm like myself that are there to guide customers through uh, step-by-step with the information. So we're here. We have everything from an information standpoint people need. We can get things facilitated people just need to get educated get informed and uh, it's as simple as that
0: yeah it's really remarkable and you have this great opportunity to get the guide and get started by the way no obligation no cost you text the word just news to 989898. Just news to 9898.98. So three ninety eights in a row. Text that just news. You get started right away. The book is amazing. There were so many things I learned that I didn't know were available. And when you're in a moment of economic difficulty like we're all facing now, it's great to have a solution. You go, ah, there's something I didn't think of. I gotta put that into the portfolio. Now, the other day, Philip, someone stopped me on the road. Literally stopped me on the road. I said, Hey, I want to ask you a question. If I don't want to transfer money from an IRA, I want to open up fresh and put some $5,000 investment into an IRA. Can I do that and start with gold right out of the forefront? Your answer to that?
1: Yeah, the
2: answer is absolutely yes. You can set up a new IRA. You can fund per the individual funding limits, which will vary a little bit depending on age, but you can absolutely do it,
0: fund it with new money. Uh, not a problem at all. Yeah, that was interesting. someone was thinking about it. I realized I'd never asked the question before. So that's a great question. Last thing as people look at this, because I think the next thing people are going to wonder is where are interest rates going? If you take the plot line of the last few months, it seems like we're going to be moving from three to maybe four, 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 five at the end of the year. So do you think that's a proper arc for where interest rates are going?
2: Yeah, I think it is. It would, the Fed dot plot came out. So, so basically, they go to, after the FOMC meeting, they go to different Federal Reserve bank heads and they say, look, where do you think interest rates will be by the end of the year? They take the average of those predictions and 4.4 is what they came out with. I think it's it's pretty much in line, right? I don't see Powell pulling a Volcker and you know jumping rates 5% in the short space of time. So I think they'll continue with the path that they have, and 4.4 puts time for another couple of interest rate raises between now and the end of the year, three-quarter points ago. It sounds about right to me.
0: Yeah. And that this creates that slow motion crash landing that we're going to have. It just slows it down. But the crash landing still ends up being next year is probably where the real crash landing feels like, right?
2: Yeah, correct. Look, whether we let the air out slowly, whether we pop the bubble, we end up in the same place. It's just a case of how quickly we get there. Volcker was in favor of pulling the Band-Aid off in one go. You know, Powell's taking a slightly different approach, but uh, that time frame seems, seems realistic today.
0: That's exactly what you've been predicting. Philip, we are so lucky to have you and Birch Gold Group as a partner. Again, folks, one more time because this is the time. Don't waste any more time. Don't lose any more value in your retirement text the word "just news" to 989898. Get started. Get that guide. One of the most incredible things I read in the last couple of years, it made me a much smarter investor as a result. Philip, we are always smarter after we've spent some time with you. I can't thank you enough for joining us. And we're going to get you back in a few weeks because this economy has got a twisty-turny path ahead of it, doesn't it?
2: It really does. And I look forward to coming back on. Thank you as always for having me, John.
0: Well, we love having you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. (laughs) Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected, again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34-plus plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text just news to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation, the way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text just news to 989898 98 98 right now. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Report. So grateful you can join for what were really two robust conversations, Fred Flights, Philip Patrick, two trusted voices that we love to bring on the show. They get it right because they stick with the facts. They're not about spinning you. They're not about scaring you. They're not about gaslighting you. They give you facts and let you make up your own mind. And I think you heard some pretty remarkable assessments, analysis, and facts from both of our guests today. Now, before we go, we've got great, great partners in every aspect of our operation, advertisers, sponsors strategic partners, vendors, people who have great services, people who have great products. We talk about them often, but I want to mention one out that you might not be familiar with. They create a great app called the Freedom Jobs Business App, the Freedom Jobs Business App. This is a really great concept because... As we watch cancel culture spread across America, yeah, it was in Hollywood, it was in the media, then it became the social media. Now it is moving into the financial sector, into banks and credit card companies. You saw the move by the credit card company consortium to start tracking specifically gun and ammunition sales. That clearly has a long-term cancel culture uh, threat to the Second Amendment, according to many of the experts. So if you... Follow the natural evolution of cancel culture. The financial markets are the next place that it is spreading. And you've heard of Bitcoin and you've heard of cryptocurrency, but that's been too confusing for most people to figure out, but not anymore. Not thanks to my friends who have developed the Freedom Jobs business app. It's an easy blockchain-based app for conservatives, owned and endorsed by Steve Bannon, and one that can be silenced or stopped. Let me read that again. It's an easy blockchain-based app for conservatives, owned and endorsed by Steve Bannon, and one that cannot be silenced or stopped. That's the important part. Download the Freedom Jobs business app to fight back against big tech and gain access to an uncensorable economy. That's a really great idea. Make yourself cancel-proof. How do you do that? By downloading the Freedom Jobs business app. Where do you do that? By visiting freedomjobsbusiness.com. Let me give you that again, freedomjobsbusiness.com. Check that out, guys. It's a really great thing, great way to learn about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, build it into your economic plan and keep yourself, insulate yourself from being canceled in the cancer culture wave that is sweeping banks and credit card companies and the financial sector, like it already swept the news media and the social media platforms in the last few years. All right, folks, that wraps up our show for today. Many thanks for all of our guests. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Just the News family. Be sure to support our great advertisers and sponsors and partners, people like freedomjobsbusiness.com. Go check them out. We're always grateful for that. Now, if you need a 24-hour news fix, you want the latest on the hurricane striking Florida, well, by all means, go to justthenews.com. We got you covered there. And then, once again, thanks for listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from justthenews.com.